It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on Free Talk Live, because that's what we do. It's Mark with you. Aria. And Melanie. Aria sitting in with us. Thank you so much, Aria. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, actually... your show prep sounded like uh, what I was interested in talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Is Melanie's here? I'm, I'm looking at look at the wrong thing here. Melanie, <laughs> there's uh, an interesting an interesting story where twins something happened with twins and child support, and anybody who knows anything about the g- genetics and twins is like, oh yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. So. And they came out a couple of years ago and said that twins don't actually have identical DNA. Okay, they I thought they really, did. Really, really close. They and science thought that until like five years ago. Okay, they have really, really close DNA unless you go get like the best DNA test you can find. Okay, which I don't know. You can purchase that commercially. You're going to come up saying you're the same person, but they are. I mean, they they test different. I don't know yeah. if it's different enough. Special to- scientist DNA. Can now tell the difference between twins. Yeah, which always kind of seemed obvious to me because they look different. So a little, right? But DNA is, you know, a little, little different. Yeah, so. I've uh, saw some of those uh, like showing how tests online, DNA tests online, aren't exactly right. I saw a test where they did a couple of a few sets of triplets and. They did their tests, and they didn't come out exactly the same? Well, they shouldn't. Well, probably they didn't because the tests aren't exactly accurate. That well, would be my we- expectation, especially from online ones like Ancestry.com and 23andMe and all of those. Is that right. they're, they're not. It's exactly. kind of like a Monet. Yeah. Well, see, in in that case, and I mean, you know, it doesn't really do a lot of good me sitting here being like, I know this is about DNA because I am not a scientist of any kind, but... Are the tests inaccurate or are the conclusions that people are drawing from them inaccurate? Because I'll hear people say things like, oh, ancestry is inaccurate because me and my brother got two different, you know, regions. I'm like, well, that doesn't mean the DNA test is inaccurate. That means someone's assumptions about the DNA test is inaccurate. It could mean the DNA test is inaccurate, but that does not conclude that the DNA test is inaccurate. Well, I I suppose if you and your brother got different results uh, that you would likely be dealing with a situation where... They got some DNA from one place and you got some DNA from another place. And so, okay, I, I can yeah, live with I that. mean, there's also not a DNA marker for China or Eastern Europe or whatever. There's things we're making assumptions about. Regions, yeah. That's not a DNA fault. That's an archaeology. It's something that neither archaeology nor DNA is claiming to be able to do. But- it's just uh, selling it, It's selling a uh, spit test to people at $100 is what it is, and uh, people like it because they get it's better than uh, it's better than a horoscope reading. Well, and then that information ends up in the heads of the FBI. <laughs> well, um, the one rebuttal I have to that is they had my DNA already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have it from people who I, I think it was Ancestry.com <laughs> right. who has actually been busted giving over the information to the FBI. I'm not sure it's a bust. Uh, if if you didn't think that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so if you have a relative who's a serial killer or a serial, ra- serial rapist and you, for some reason, want them to stay out of jail, that would matter. I mean, they're not like busting people for weed from a 23andMe test. Probably not. Yet. So tell me. Yeah, so, and this is Brazil. Uh, judge order in, well, the story is from the Huffington Post, the events occurred in brazil 
Judge orders both twins to pay child support when neither admits paternity. A pair of identical twins in central Brazil are in trouble after a judge ordered them to both pay child support for a single baby. One of the twins had a casual... Do they have to pay half? (laughs) No. Oh, my God. This is like put. everybody has to put their head down until somebody raises their hands and said they did it. So I guess if you're a complete, uh, completely promiscuous and lacking in all integrity, you can just go bang twins and get double child support in, if you're in Brazil. So we the- hold on. Are we claiming that both of the twins could possibly have impregnated this woman? Well, that would be a ridiculous scientific claim. But that's of, the end result of the court case, yes. Okay, I guess my question is, did this woman have sex with both of the twins? Not that anybody's claiming. Okay, so what what made more sense to me was somebody knocked uh, this girl, lady up and then, like, one of, the, one of these twins knocked this lady up and then said, wasn't me, uh, you can't prove it was me, I'm a twin. And then they're like, the judge is like, oh yeah? Well, you're both paying until I figure it all out. Yeah, basically. Okay. Please go ahead. One of the twins had a casual fling with a woman who later gave birth to a baby girl. The woman isn't certain which twin is the dad. Right. If you go home with uh, drunk from a bar with somebody and, <laughs> you know, get knocked up, I, I well, they both look a lot alike. They're twins after all. She didn't know the guy's name. I gotta imagine they they may look alike, sure, but they have different names, right? Ever gone out to a bar and give the wrong name? Asked. I I don't know. I okay, I, I imagine that people who are doing this give fake names at bars. I don't know. Maybe they don't. That's just in my head. That's how that would work. I have given fake names at bars. <laughs> so there you go. I have too, but I've never then gone on to impregnate this woman I gave a fake name to. That's how true. How do you know? Okay, I have probably not. <laughs> I mean, sure, uh, condoms are only 99% effective, but... Well, okay, yeah, that's fair. If you're actually using birth control, then you probably did not actually get anybody pregnant. It's also highly likely that, um, you know, in my case, I, I'm i reasonably certain I knew where the women were along the, the, you know, in a timeline after I've had sex with them. It's possible that I have a child out there. It's just not likely. Yeah. Well, I guess now you can find them on Facebook and be like, okay, eight months. Do you look... Pre- eight months later, do you look pregnant? Nope. All right. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Modern problems require modern solutions. Yes. <laughs> this judge, whose name I can't pronounce, ordered the brothers, identified only as a name I can't pronounce and Fernando, to take DNA tests. Both tests came back positive, according to the New York Times, and I hope according to the DNA company. <laughs> so both bro- brothers are guilty. Yeah, and neither man would fess up to being the father, likely hoping to avoid paying up. The judge, who sits in the state of... Someplace. Somewhere in Brazil, said the two men were taking away the child's right to know her real dad. That's really interesting. The what child's in a hell of a lot better shape have. than I am. Um, if if a child has a right to know its uh, real dad, then um, I I am not having that right given to me. I'm adopted, and nobody has made any effort to tell me who my real dad is. So this child at least has narrowed down the four billion possible dads on the planet to uh, two, which is pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot of people who 
either the mom doesn't know, doesn't care, doesn't want anybody to know, or just drops them off at a fire station. It's like, good luck. Indeed. So, yeah. I, I, I don't. That's an interesting right. I would, is, is adoption illegal in Brazil? I don't I, think so. I would dispute uh, with this judge as to whether or not the right to know your dad exists. I would dispute whether or not both men were denying the child anything. I mean, one of the brothers is completely innocent of all of this, and he's just being fined now because of something his brother did. Yeah, one of the brothers is going tell. way out of his way to try to get this girl to know her real dad and just not being successful. <laughs> but he won't tell. So, you know, that's that's sort of a question is, is um, you know, most people want justice, right? And most people would say that the guy who had sex with this lady paying for 18 years is, well, the analog of justice that we've got today. And that's a warped brand of justice, though. Well, um, I what what else do we do? Right. Well, You could not have child support at all. And then that would say to women, hey, you better watch who you get knocked up by because you're going to be on your own. Well, there's a there's an argument for it. Right. Like uh, the promiscuity to some extent is driven by court cases giving women uh, child support. You know, from from guys that they just randomly had sex Men with. Men seem to not be able to be disincentivized. I think. But so let's try it with women. See if it works. <laughs> I, I have to agree. <laughs> we have a genetic imperative to share semen. <laughs> just share. We're sharers. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free. What's your solution? I'd love to hear it. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. You are free to call in and talk live here on Free Talk Live. That's what we do. It's Mark with you. Aria. And Melanie. Aria, tell me about Call to Freedom. Well, it's a daily show. Well, Monday through Friday, daily show that airs at 4 o'clock p.m. That's called daily in the business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you happen to be on a daily show that's on seven days a week, but there are almost none of them otherwise. I I can't think of any show in America that is daily like Free Talk Live is daily. but. Good to know. Yeah. Um, there are shows where there are hosts that are on, I think, seven days a week. Uh, maybe Doug Stevan, but n- not shows that are. So okay. he, he does a different show. Gotcha. Well, I'm new to the business, so. Um, Daily's good. Me, yeah. Let's go with daily. Uh, four o'clock Eastern Standard Time every day. Uh, which so it's live. Can, you can call in. It is live. We do take calls. Uh, we use a different number, uh, 603-283-6160. Don't, studio, confuse, my, line, don't confuse my people. Well, I, I think it would still work if people Don't do that but, either. Okay, fair enough. Okay, if they sorry. call on the studio line, I won't even see it. Okay, so ignore that number I just said. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have it. <laughs> but um, it's. I recently inherited the show. It previously belonged uh, mostly to Will Coley. It was originally a Muslim show, which is interesting because now it's Right, like call to freedom, like call to worship, but now it's right. sort of, no, well, just it, call to freedom. Yeah, now it's just uh, three atheists, all of whom are some kind of LGBT. So the, well, there you go. The, yeah, the religious aspect, uh, that's not something that actually gets brought up. It's not like an LGBT show or anything like that. Just happens to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> so where do people go listen? Uh, Twitch.lrn.fm is where I would prefer for people to listen. 
twitch.lrn.fm. Well, there you go. It's a way to listen. Let's go to the phones. We've got Free Market Penguin calling in on the Discord lines. You can, too, at discord.freetalklive.com. Yeah, how's that call, uh, audio quality? You sound great. Awesome. Um, that's, why Disco- to- that's why Discord's better. It is. It is. Um, I wanted to talk about the uh, Confederate statue since it was um, brought up. I was listening to something where it was brought up about our con- uh, pertaining specifically to the Confederate statue in – well, this was – what sparked that conversation, the Confederate statue uh, smack dab in our downtown. Where is your um, downtown? Is, uh, in Virginia. Virginia. Not say what city, but yeah. Okay. And, um, and in, as probably a lot of towns, in Virginia, it's not Charlottesville though. Oh, there's um, a, there's which, a, uh, Yankee statue right downtown here in Keene. So sure. Happens. Not surprising. Yep. Yeah. But, um, it's not Charlottesville. Although they mentioned the Charlottesville, uh, controversy. Uh, quite sure. You can't talk about, uh, Confederate statues without mentioning Charlottesville at this point. Yep. So when they, you know, built the Confederate, put out the Confederate statues all over the South, the memorial statues to the Confederate soldiers, Confederate generals and whatnot. Um, we, we have to look at like, what was the motivation behind that? They put it in front of the, in using the downtown, but they usually put it, well, not necessarily even in the city, but they put it in front of the courthouse, the seat of power. Uh-huh. And they kind of, really kind of an act of intimidation saying, you know, we're in charge, we're in the seats of power. And if they didn't put it in front of the courthouse, they put it where the old, as in my town, where the old slave market was, where they tore down the, uh, the whipping post in the slave jails. But in this place, they put up the Confederate statues. Again, spread, uh, very deliberately spreading a certain uh, message to to the uh, community at large and to the African American community. And we have to, yeah, yeah, and we have to look at these. Um, you, you know, as as much as there's an argument of heritage, not hate, the people kind of spread. I mean, we the the, the motivations behind this. That we, you know, there's there seems to be an affinity among some people that consider themselves freedom oriented or libertarians to really kind of uh, uh, you know identify with the South or kind of take take this issue have strong feelings about the this, the statues issue and uh you, you know i to, to me really it's an it's an issue of i mean obviously it's a, it's a property issue but it's an issue of um state power and and the use of the state for decades to create a, a racial hierarchy by intimidation law violence and terrorism so i mean i don't see i don't see how you can kind of uh you know equate the, uh, a liberty perspective with any kind of support of, of, of the South, the Confederacy or, or Confederate statues. And if people, if we, if they're public property and the public owns them and in most of these, most of these urban areas where there's these controversies, there's a very high predominance of African-American people. If they don't want to see the, the statue, I don't see why they have to see the statue. Yeah, I came up with a solution uh, over this. I, I must say that I, uh, I err on the side of, yeah, we should keep the statues. The statues are there. I don't want to take them down. Uh, they're, they're there. I like them. Whatever. Uh, but I understand that I've got a bias that's built in, and that bias is being from the South. And, um, you know, I get that like, when I see the one when I see the one here in Central Square in Keene, New Hampshire, I say the, the, the Yankee statue. I say tear that thing down really? because I find it offensive. I have never even bothered to. It's a guy with a gun uh-huh. and a bayonet, and that gun and bayonet was used to ram through my forefathers, and I don't particularly like that. Well, yeah, but if I go to three the Southerners UK, on the show here, right, by the way, if I go to the UK, I don't expect to not see UK flags, or because you know the US was at war with the UK at one point, 
I mean, I yeah, I'm from the South. I left on purpose. It cost me money. I took a $50,000 pay cut to get the hell out. I spent however, you know, three tanks of gas, whatever it was. I mean, that's kind of a minuscule, like. But you left. I left on purpose. It's not like I woke up one day in New Hampshire. I had to plan and save up for this. Like, I don't, I don't understand having an attachment to some place where you were like, this place sucks so hard that I'm going to disrupt my life and spend massive amounts of money and take risks on him. Am I going to be able to find a job or the same kind of job or the, you know, have the same kind of support system, but then, and then, but then also have some kind of weird loyalty to that place. Well, all I'm saying is I have biases and, uh, what I would say is, is the statues should these statues, all statues. As far as I'm concerned, um, I'm willing to if if y'all are willing to give up the uh, Confederate statues, then you better be willing to give up the the Yankee statues. All right, and if they're willing to do that, then I say let's find a piece of property, someplace in town, or actually let's sell them off, but make available someplace in town where we can put the Confederate statues or something like that, so people can go see them where they're not in front of the seats of power, as free market penguins talking about here. So, A, sell them. They shouldn't belong to the state. There's no point in that. B, um, make, it, make a place, you know, a little park someplace or whatever, where people, where you can, if, if the people who buy them want to put them up in that place, then they can have them put up there. Or Why can you see them? Uh, maybe maybe it's private whatever it is i don't care but uh basically sell it off and likely the people who bought it can figure out where to put it i mean put it in front of the vfw i don't care in new orleans at least there are people who wanted to buy some of those statues and they were offering pretty good money and they had it they had already museums and you know large houses they wanted to put them in and the city wouldn't let them but yeah tore them down instead yes see that that to me is silly yeah so you're in the commonwealth here in the Commonwealth, they actually have a state law that's just preventing anybody from doing coming to any kind of solution to, the, to this because they, they've made it illegal to to take down any kind of war statue. Well, the state even uh, if people want to do it, even people war, agree to do it. It's a war statue of a country that lost a war to quote us though. So that's weird. Like if there was a UK statue or a Nazi statue or you know any of the other you know Iraq Iran countries we've been at war with. Free talk live eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Bitcoin.com wants you to know about SaveItPurse.com. Since launching in 2014, over 200,000 users have saved an average of 15% for a combined $4 million using Bitcoin, or BTC. And now, you can use Bitcoin Cash, BCH, to fund your account. You can save between 5 to 33% on things you're going to buy anyway when you shop using SaveItPurse.com. Add items to your cart, fund your account, select your discount, and save. SaveItPurse.com. SaveATPurse.com. talk live you are free to call in and talk live here on free talk live it's mark with you are you and melanie we're just talking in the last segment about well you can call in and talk about whatever you want we were talking about uh 
two twins in Brazil who refused to say which one of them knocked some lady up. And so the judge is having a deal with that, which is very confusing. After that, we were talking about uh, Confederate statues in Virginia and all around the South. So you know, whatever you want to talk about, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Go to twitch.freetalklive.com. Please. Asking a favor from you. Keep that tab open because, well, not only is it an HD quality uh, video of what's going on here in the studio, but also we're trying to get a, a partner status with Twitch and we have to hit a certain number inside of a month and it would help us if you had a, a browser open. So just twitch.freetalklive.com. Thanks. Let's go to Jay calling in from Maine. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Three ugly lion amigos. What's it like to look like? LRN.FM. 855-450-3733. And there's very few people that are banned from Free Talk Live, but some are. <laughs> Melanie? Is, is he one of them? He is, yes. Yeah, that was oh. James. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get good at uh, telling these things. Yeah, so, okay, I have to reload the page again because I let it sit there. Yeah, no problem. This is the story about the... The twin, the identical twins who are both being convicted of having to pay child support... Which in clearly... Bra- in Brazil. Both of them did not knock this woman up. Yeah, that's... No, and to be fair, all all either of them can say is, look, it wasn't me, it had to be him. So, I mean, they're both saying that. And one of them is telling the truth, one of them is lying. It's going to make family dinners and things like that really awkward. I don't even know that one of them is lying because if you are the type of person that goes out and gets messed up and sleeps around. Maybe I your mean, brother is too? May, well, no, maybe you don't remember this woman. Like The other part is, is it could be um, a situation where, hey, look, I know how your legal system works and you have to have a guilty party. And clearly... Neither one of us, uh, like, the both of us can't be guilty at once. So um, in a court case where it's either me or the other four billion men on the planet, or a court case where it's either me or one other guy on the planet, it doesn't matter because you can't prove it's me. And Fair enough. You know, it's a legal argument. Yeah, but at least least one of them is, I mean, I don't know if it's... I don't know enough about Brazil law to say how good of a defense that is, but at least one of them is telling the truth. At least one of them is telling the truth. And that one is being, uh, you know, the the judicial system, which at least in the United States, the English common law system has this maxim where it's better that uh, one guilty man go free or one, 10 guilty men go free than one innocent man is convicted. There are men who have been falsely convicted of child support. That is rare, but it does happen. And Do you we, mean like dad, uh, people that uh, acted as the father of a child? No, for, like this one guy was in jail, so he didn't get noticed. So he like could not have been the dad, but that's who she named. Um, the DNA c- p- test came back and said, you're not the dad. And the judge was like, too late. You missed the date to appeal it until this kid turns 18. You have to, you know, pay this individual. That's kind of also- a, a judicial process, though, right? Like, so ju- um, many times judges will fall back on a process uh, over justice. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying they do it. They say, well, um, you know, the judicial system went by whatever rules it has in place, and by its rules, you were convicted or, you know, found to be, you know, the father or whatever, found responsible, and therefore, sorry, 
Right, but there, I mean, it, there's cases like that where people are found guilty of child support when it's not their kid. There's also cases child support is has this weird retroactive aspect to it. So you can sue somebody for child support. And the judge is like, okay, well, they, they award it starting for birth. So the kid could be five. You get an award from birth. You get a retroactive award from birth to, to that day. And then the monthly award going forward. You get a court date that's three months from now. You pro- You come in with your DNA test. This ain't me. The judge is like, that's cool. But everything up until today, you still have to pay. That is normal. And wrong. Yeah. So people get falsely convicted of child support probably on a somewhat regular basis. Let me ask you this. Uh, if So the circumstances you're talking about, um, we have a three-month-old child or whatever, and uh, the mom says it's me, and I get a paternity test and says it's not me. I, the judge tells me I have to pay the first three months. Then mom's like, oh, well, it's Ian. And they then, all right, they drag Ian in. They do the same rigmarole. And three months later, Ian uh, is able to uh, prove that he is not the father. Well, it doesn't really matter what happens. So does Ian have to pay those three months that I had to pay? I don't know. Who gets those uh, three months? Is it the state or the mother at that point? Whatever is awarded is the mom gets. Sometimes there's like a collection fee. If it's one of those deals where you pay it through one of their portal systems, the state will, you know, collect, a, you know, a 1% or a $20 or whatever it is collection fee, but the award is to the mother. See, I thought mothers got some kind of check if they asked for a check. And then the state said, all right, but if you get the check, you got to go after the dad. And they're like, okay, let's go after the dad. That'll happen too. So if she applies to a welfare, the state asks, you know, who's the baby daddy? And she can say, I don't know. And sometimes they'll go with that. But if she names somebody, then they'll... So, like, if you... Or not you, but if somebody goes... If, if a under-the-poverty-line woman, or 130, 130%, whatever that is now, whatever the cutoff income is, goes and gets knocked up by someone with a job, she can go get on food stamps and Medicare and whatever else. They'll give it to her because her income is below the threshold and she has the kid. Then they'll turn around and sue the dad if they can find him... For um, some, some, whatever they can get from him. For, based on his income for, um, what do you call it, to reimburse the state. Okay. What yeah, if but his... it still goes to the mother, does it not? No. So you're, so like if she gets on Medicaid and they sue him to reimburse for the Medicaid, then this the state's being reimbursed for basically services that they paid to his child. So okay, what if, it... I guess what I'm asking is, um, won't he also be charged uh, child support on top of that though? Yes. So the mother does get paid for it. Yeah, she gets the child support, yes. Okay. So so they make out pretty good. So you're not wrong to say that disincentivizing this might be a valid approach. So hold on. I've got some problems here. So if it's... Uh if if the threshold is 100% of the poverty level um, at which uh, you know they the state both hits you for child support and compensation for Medicaid and whatever... Right, so you get hit with child support, period. And most states, as far as I'm aware, have statutory minimum child support so in louisiana it's a hundred dollars there's a chart that says based on your income you pay x percent but if at that x percent is less than a hundred dollars you're still paying a hundred dollars a hundred dollars a week or a hundred dollars a month month oh my um so does a woman get less if she makes just a little over the poverty line or whatever the line is 
blessed from what? In general. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. the welfare cliff is a very real thing. You so should go cliffs. look at some of those charts. They look like this. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, okay, so what if it's a rich guy, right, and a poor woman? Do Does the state then make out because they get uh, they, they provide Medicare and WIC and all this other stuff, Medicaid and WIC and all that other stuff, and then charge the guy a whole bunch for that? Or is it always the same fee for... As I don't know. As far as I know, it's like it's we, paid, we paid X dollars for Medicaid, so you owe us X dollars. Okay. I don't know, though. I mean, we can see that from the R. Kelly arrest, where he was being asked to pay something like $150,000 in child support for a three-month period or something like that. So it's wildly different based on what the man makes. Wait, the child support is different. The repaying the state, I don't think that's different. I don't know, though. Right. True. It's messed up system. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Or you can use the Discord chats. Discord.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, talking about the intricacies of child support here. It's Mark with you. Are you? And Melanie. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Let's go to the phones here on Free Talk Live. We've got uh, Damien calling in. Damien, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, what I've got is... uh a situation with Department of Corrections, Goose Creek Correctional Center in uh, Wasilla, Alaska. Okay, that's where uh, Sarah Palin's from. Yeah, it is. Uh, Anyhow, um, this jail that they built here is a 1,500-man prison. And what they've done over there is they've got... uh, Well, let me tell you about the the project that we uh, put together over there. The inmates, with a a good understanding of what's going on with the uh, heroin epidemic here in the valley, which has gotten to be way out of control, and in the jails, there's a very large number of young people who right out of high school ended up in this system, and some of these guys are 30 years old uh, and younger that uh, have never gotten out of the system. So what we did is we created a two-part program that would take uh, the inmates and allow them to interface either through Skype or make a movie or go into the classrooms, kind of like the old Scared Straight program used to do, and talk to these inmates because they're in that demographic that can communicate with the young people in the school system uh, better than anybody else can. So inmates interfacing with students, all right. Yeah. And the other part of the program was to give a substantial portion of the inmate fund, which has been renamed the Inmate Welfare Fund, to uh, the schools to bolster their existing drug and alcohol programs. The schools also are being impeded by budget cuts, like everybody else in the state is, because uh, the state's uh, uh, in serious debt. The inmates have agreed to give the inmate welfare fund, a portion of the inmate welfare fund, to fund schools? Yes, to give it to the uh, Matsuburo School District. Amazing. 
to yes. Well, this was the consensus of people, and we had a petition with over 50% of the people in the mod that we were in. So, uh, mod so is short for module. Project. Yes. It's like and a cell is, block. Uh, correct. <laughs> and there are 10 of them there. And so the inmates in different mods are not allowed to interact with one another. Okay. And the only time that you ever see them is when you go to the chow hall or something like that. So what's gone on is uh, we sent a, uh, I was sort of appointed as the, uh, as the secretary of this group because, you know, I had the best handwriting, basically. And so... Uh, it's as good as reason so as any. <laughs> And also there was a lot of mailing and copying of stuff. And so I incurred the cost of doing that. And uh, I was the one that sent information about the project to the Matsuburo School District. I sent it to the newspapers here. I sent information to the, uh, to the mayor and <clears throat> to try and get input from people on whether they liked it or not. Matsuburo School District was on board from the beginning. Well, duh. They need... <laughs> yeah, they need the money, and they like the program. They believe that this is the kind of program that should have been instated a long time ago. Well, I'm not sure that I I, I I have a problem with this in so much as the MA Welfare Fund is a, um, is a fund created with a small amount of pro- profit. We'll use the term profit for this circumstance. Uh, profit on things that are bought in the canteen. So soups, Correct. cans of tuna fish, bars of soap, things like that. Um, then Absolutely. this fund is used to buy basketballs, weight equipment, televisions, stuff that makes prison um, not suck as bad. And, and for things like potlatches and special meals and things, expendable, dispensable things that the inmates can use. Yeah. But it is within the, the spectrum of uses, uh, and this has been mandated by the courts, that it can be used to, for a donation. Okay. And so... Uh, for six and a half years that Goose Creek has been up and running, to use the term, uh, the inmates were never allowed to know how much money was in the fund. Many people had tried. and uh, well, That's just embezzlement. Tried, <laughs> yes, if, if they tried too hard, then they were shipped out. And so what I did is uh, I finally found the proper person to ask about how much money was in the inmate fund. I contacted the uh, media and sent them uh, a letter that is required that they uh, fill out in order to come and visit an inmate and, uh, and interview an inmate. So the word was sort of out among the people in the Department of Corrections that I was not going to let this go. I wanted to know how much was in the inmate fund. So like you said, it's a small amount of money, 3% that's collected from all of the uh, commissary purchases. And when I finally got the answer back on uh, the 2nd of, of January, the amount of money in the fund is $126,916.09. Not bad. Uh, quite a bit of money, considering they're not allowing the inmates to spend it on anything. Right. The weight equipment is already paid for. The uh, pot latches. The I don't know what a pot latch is. Uh, a, a sort of a potluck that the natives uh, have. There's okay. Pretty good native population. Quite a bit of a native population in the jail. Native American religious ceremony. Gotcha. 
Yeah, and and of course, if if it's for the natives, they everybody gets it. Right. Okay, it's not just, but it, it would be them that would say, you know, we have a potlatch coming up. And so what's an issue? What what what? what uh... So this is the issue. When we put in to have the money sent to the Matsu Borough School District, uh, we were refused by the superintendent. Okay. And his response to that was that <coughs> the. Uh, it says that, uh, let's see. I don't want to. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, were you rejected denied. by the school superintendent or the jail's superintendent? Oh, no, the school superintendent wants the program to go through. Okay. The jails, the, the superintendent of that jail, Earl Hauser, said no. He denied it because he said it was up to the GCCC community to decide IWF uses. Um, I sent him an RFI after that saying, willing to present PUT project project to GCCC community for approval will accept outcome. Also attached a list of legal Supreme Court decisions. uh, Damien, you got this guy. I mean, is all you got to do is keep chasing him down. Are you still in the jail? No, I was released. I was only in yeah, jail you got for him. 120 uh, days. Yeah, you're, you got him. You're going to beat this guy up, and he's going to go to jail because he's been embezzling money. Um, just stick on him and let us know what happens. I'm really curious. I'm going to keep you guys abreast of everything that happens. I just got off the phone with the ombudsman today, and I had filed a grievance prior to being released from jail concerning the fact that the inmates were not being allowed to vote on this issue. So... Uh, yeah, you got him. Thank you for the call, Damien. I appreciate it. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Melanie, um, so just to get what you can out of this uh, this article here where the uh, twins in Brazil are being accused of uh, both uh, having to pay child support for a child that obviously one of them did not uh, father. Yeah, so he... Convicted them, uh, and I'm going to use the word convicted. That's not like the proper legal term, but I don't Found see a difference. If I'm convicted of illegal parking and I have to pay a fine, I'm still convicted. So, so he you, basically just... tried to pull a King Solomon, really. <laughs> right, that's what yeah. happened, and it didn't work. Well, I, it worked at this up to this point. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to be. Uh, it needs to be considered uh, by an appellate uh, court, but I don't know what goes. Well, I don't on know Brazil. that. Like, I don't know how Brazil works. Nor do I. I mean, child support isn't appealable here, so I don't know if it is in Brazil or not. He ordered each twin to fork over $60 a month, or 30% of the Brazilian minimum wage, toward child support. That actually helps the child. Well, it helps the mom, okay? She'll be getting twice as much as kids from a similar economic background, according to BBC. And sets some precedent that is horrifying. The idea that somebody that they know isn't the father of a child has just been ordered to give child support uh, to a child that is clearly not theirs. Clearly. Clearly. We don't know who it is, but we know that one of them is not the father. Yeah, he's being punished for someone else's crime. Yeah, and this is you know, I, this is ba- this is a bad ruling. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, and the judge ruled that the names of both men will appear on the girl's birth certificate. Well, well and now the judge has just overridden biology. <laughs> She's amazing. got two daddies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were against and that mommy. kind of thing. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. 
Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event, even with coupon code FTLEB. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com FTL. Freedomfest.com FTL. Use coupon code FTLEB for a discount. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour here. It's Mark with you. Aria. And Melanie. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Melanie, we're talking about a situation in um, uh, Brazil where some twins were found, two, two male twins were found to be the father of a child uh, because neither one of them would fess up more or less. And the the test came back that both were the father, which obviously they would, they're twins. And the judge has clearly sentenced an in, innocent man or whatever amounts to sentencing. And I'm uh you, you brought this article in if you guys want to hear the the uh us uh you know read it up to this point, you can grab the archives at archives.freetalklive.com. We've got archives going back there for uh 10 years or more. Uh, archives.freetalklive.com. They're completely free. So what's the what's the, the the turning point of this article? What's the important uh, message we should take away? I mean that Brazil and other states are unjust, horrible institutions. I mean, well, the guy clear. <laughs> I mean that that was my point. I guess. I yeah, I think that this is the ruling of a monopoly, right? Um, you know, maybe maybe this is the right ruling. I don't know what the right ruling is, but um, it's kind of looks like. A monopolies ruling because the judge isn't going to be held responsible for this. There's no appeal to this, at least in the United States. If a judge had made this ruling in the United States, we know there to be no appeal, right? In the, in the United States, yes. I don't know about Brazil. Right. Can't Hold say. On. I thought there were appeal systems here in the United States. Not for family court, or at least not for child support and not for custody. At all? Nope. Holy crap. Yeah, family court operates in an entirely different fashion. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... Do not get knocked up, especially outside well, I mean, of wedlock. I mean, this, this exactly guy didn't the opposite even message, though. It's do anything. That, you know, you should get knocked up. What you shouldn't do is do the knocking up. That's the message that all of this conveys. Because the the chick here, she's she's doing pretty well. Yeah, she said she's it. getting double child support for you know, and I don't know what the age of majority is in Brazil. You know, around eighteen years, presumably eighteen, sixteen, or eighteen, or something like that, right? Well, it's, uh, it's a heck of a story. So we also have a story about uh, Burning Man. I guess the the Bureau of Land Management has, uh, I don't know, what are they messing with Burning Man about? Well, they want them to do a number of things that the Burning Man attendees, or organizers rather, are not particularly inclined to do. 
such as paying for roads and things like that, that they're saying, you know, this is going to increase the costs too significantly. So we want all of the people who like Burning Man and who attend it to write the Bureau of Land Management and ask them to reconsider. (laughs) I love this. Yeah. (laughs) So my takeaway is already, well, the socialists had a party on government land and now the government has the the organization the socialists want to put in charge of everything has turned on the party goers surprise 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 yeah it's not a surprise at all and i'm sort of surprised because it's generally leftists that learn that love burning man right and, generally and i mean they're it's, all it's about supposed to be a great socialism party. and all of that yeah so being asked to pay for the roads is something that should be <laughs> Right up there, Alex. They should be thrilled with Isn't that. Isn't that like the number one government product that should be paid for by everyone? That's what uh, libertarians, uh, we hate roads. Yeah. I hate, I hate them. them. Screw them all. <laughs> but they're also being asked to reduce the amount of light pollution, providing more dumpsters inside the city. The city where they're not having the party. Right. Okay. And along Gate Road. Paying for the maintenance of County Road 34, which we already mentioned, which participants take to the interest. So it's like, okay, people are using this to get here, so you should pay for it. Well, I got to say, a county road is a funny little piece of socialism, right? So we can all agree, ladies and gentlemen, listening to me, that, and if you don't agree, 855-450-3733, it's 855-450-FREE, that roads are socialist. Absolutely. Right. We make, uh, we take all of all people in a given area, in this case, a county, and we say, you people must pay for this road. We believe this road to be important. So put this, uh, so you pay for this road. And if you don't pay for this road through your property taxes, we'll just come and take it from you. Yeah. We don't care where you live. You're our surf. So we have deemed this road so important that we will rob you of your home. That's what they've done. Now, a uh, but but that road is being paid for those for by those people in the county, so those people in the county should be able to drive on it. But anybody can drive on the road, yeah, right. I mean, there's I don't know how many counties in the United States, but a whole lot of them. Well, I mean, generally, isn't the solution that people have for that to, is to implement tolls and things like that? I guess. I mean, that's basically what's being asked here. Um, this the the road maintenance part could very well have been a private road issue too. So if you have if if Burning Man decides to go to a private farm uh, or whatever passes for a farm out there in the desert, I don't know, um, a private piece of land, and they that presumably the people going to it uh, will have to go down a road, and that road will have likely possibly have been paid for by the county that that land is in. Sure. And therefore, that county may say, there's a whole lot of people going down this road that didn't pay for it. We need another system for paying for this road. And presumably, these people are causing wear and tear on the road and all those sorts of things. Um, So really what we have here is a bad system for paying for roads, not a good system for, uh, you know, really anything. Roads Roads are poorly managed and inefficient. What a surprise. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I, the the people time, calling themselves government, uh, you know, they, they they manage it. Yeah, so the government kind of created this problem. At the same time, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for people who are like, I demand to use this service. You can't make me pay for it. So you're using a whole lot of resources having your, you know, drug party in the middle of the land bureau's land they're occupying. You well, sure the fact are that not you should have fun. to pay a little bit of that. <laughs> 
a little bit for that is kind of absurd. Like that wouldn't be free in a free market. You wouldn't just have like a free plot of land, be able to congest everybody else's roads, throw trash all over. Dumpsters inside the city, maybe that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't I mean, most to me. Of this, I mean, they're both wrong. I hate them both. Right. The, first off, these people are having a nice time, Melanie. Call it their drug party with their gift economy and all that stuff. Sober people don't go stand there, stare, go to places and stare at a bonfire for three hours a day, or for three days and do nothing else. Yeah, most won't. I, I would agree that there are probably some drugs at Burning Man. And yeah, I, I would assume that. <laughs> I agree that there should be some system for uh, dealing with the road, but probably the wear and tear by these cars is not significant. Just a guess. I'm not convinced that they're not taking 18 wheelers down there. I'm not convinced that cars cause any wear and tear on roads. Well, what does? Weather? Know. More likely to be weather. It certainly does up here. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've got up, up in the uh, the very least the northeast. I don't know where. I presume every place that it freezes, they have something called a frost heave. And that is, uh, being from the south, I, I wasn't familiar with these at all. But yeah. basically, um, water at some point or another gets up underneath the road and then freezes. When it freezes, it expands. When it expands, it makes a little, little bump in the road. And then it... Um, doesn't expand in the summer it just goes back down and roads here last something like 10 years where i'm from they last decades in florida i mean i I grew up off of a road that was uh really quite old and i mean it's been there longer than anybody had been alive on that road um you know could remember so I, well, I, I I could certainly see, you know, water expansion when freezing as damaging roads and things like that. But what we're ultimately talking about here is like rubber. Yeah, on rubber asphalt. on roads. Yeah. And between the two, I just, I, I guess technically, sure. You might be right. I mean, there's erosion to the tires, certainly. So over time enough may actually cause damage to a road, but I'd imagine it would have to be. I mean, we do know that cars driving along roads do form ruts and things like that in them. So, But it could just be the weight of them compacting. Sure, but yeah. it still would need to be repaired and maintained. So uh, the, 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 this is the crux of it, is the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, is asking, telling Burning Man they must pay for new things that they don't want, right? Right. But they want the things. They just don't want to pay for the things. That's well, the difference. Well, they want difference. the road, but they don't want a lot of the things. Let's talk about it here in a second. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Talk live. Call in, talk about what's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Aria. And Melanie. 855-450-3733. Talking about Burning Man. And apparently the Bureau of Land Management's having a little problem with him. First, I want to tell you about the, the Morgan Report. The U.S. dollar is fragile since it's just a paper asset backed by nothing more than a government promise. One tangible asset that exists today and rarely loses value is silver. Silver expert David Morgan of the Morgan Report can educate you on this uh, relatively safe, tangible asset via a newsletter or even uh, intimate uh, coaching sessions. Imagine having an expert in any, any field frequently guiding you. Now you can have this assistance with silver expert 
David Morgan. We had him on the show uh, probably a month ago from Anarchapolka. Guy's great. He offers uh, both um, one-on-one or group coaching via webinar for those who want guidance. And silver's a uh, you know tangible asset. You can touch it. Uh, its value has fluctuated throughout the years, but it isn't going to be worth zero. Silver has medical uses. It has uh, industrial uses. It is something of value. Whereas the the dollar. It just continues to go down and down and down. There's no need to stress out over stock market declines when investing in precious metals, including silver. Uh, David Morgan will walk you through the process. Just log on to themorganreport.com or call 480-325-0230. It's uh, for contact silver expert and coach David Morgan at themorganreport.com or call 480-325-0230. Let's go to Daryl calling in from Texas. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, so you guys were talking earlier about child support. I'm actually a single dad raising two kids on my own, and um, I'm not getting child support right now. Well, dads and, generally don't, uh, right? <laughs> well, I well, well, actually, what's really funny is I found this out that I had a lady that that I worked with when I worked for a major Fortune 500 company. And she had moved to our company from working for the Texas, the Texas Attorney General's office for the child support. Uh-huh. And she said that percentage-wise, women are more likely not to pay than men when they're required to pay. Yeah, I'm sure. Doesn't surprise me at all. But the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's that's the thing, right? They they don't feel as obligated to pay. Um, you know, hey, I did all this work on the front end. You take care of it from here on out, or whatever the uh, the justification might be. Yeah. Now it is more likely that women will get custody because of oh yes, some some really bad decision making. That um, instead of taking a look at who's the best parent, they automatically think like the mom would be the best parent. Well, that's not always true. I mean, it is generally I mean, true, those, though. No, yeah. I mean they they, well, they they assume that is generally true. I'm not saying it's generally yeah. true that women make the better parents. To be clear, yeah, well, I think there's a lot well, of guys out there the, that don't want the responsibility either. I mean, you know, to to be clear, yeah, oh, that's true. It's probably more that males than females, just as a just as a percentage that are like, um, yeah, why don't you take them um, rather than you know the other way? Not saying that that's the sum total of it, but. The guys that want or need, honestly, because many of them um, are in a situation where, like, she really shouldn't have these kids. Those guys don't get a fair shake. Yeah. Well, in my case, she signed off on it because um, she knew that she wasn't going to be able to afford to take care of them. But what's really um, interesting, the one of the jokes that we make that we make about it, at least here in Texas, was you could you could practically have the woman in court shooting up or smoking dope and they would still give her custody because she's the mom and now granted that's a bit of excessive but we're sure. trying to say that sometimes you have overwhelming evidence that this that this lady shouldn't even be raising a pet rock and they want to give her custody yeah well, i mean that's now, prevalent in the south yeah. in general i mean it was yeah, like i don't know in mississippi like a... and tennessee as well well in florida it's certainly the uh the, the claim is is that it's the same i don't know but I, I, I guess I'm unsurprised that this is one of those areas where guys just get shortchanged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So um, when so, she signed off, was that a piece of paper where you where she said she gave up all rights and also all responsibilities? Uh, not exactly. What she did is we went to court and she, and when she signed off on the paperwork that I, I I am the full custodial parent. Now, now I didn't require her to pay still pay um child to support. pay child support, but I am working on getting that now to have her pay because at that time she didn't have a job. So I think it's I think think it's silly to force someone to pay pay child support when they have no income. Right. You know that was you'll just get it thrown in jail. Where they'll be guaranteed to have no income anymore. Right. They'll just stop having income. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think throwing people in jail because they can't pay child support is utterly moronic. When I first when they first started doing that in Texas when I was like fourteen or fifteen, my response was that's stupid. It Um, is. It's definitely counterproductive. Well, I guess uh, my advice to you, Daryl, would be uh, have a chat with her, as uh, distasteful as that might be, and say, hey, look, um, I know you're working. I'd like some money. And let's not forget that I can get it. Because you could take her back and get some money. And then she'd have to give up some uh, portion of her paycheck. It'd be better if she voluntarily gave you some. And likely she'll oh, come up with every excuse true. of the book um, every week when she has to pay um, or whatever the, the time frame is. She'll be like, oh, you know, this happened this week and oh, yeah, that I happened this week. Yeah, I can't get a week. hold of her. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been able to get a hold of her for, for over a year or so. Yeah, that's, uh, it, I suppose you could go to court and, uh, you know, tell her she's got to pay. And I'm sure they'd do a little better job of finding her than, than you will. But that's about all I can yeah. recommend. Yeah, I, I, I understand. I, I'm already I'm going through the process. So. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to at least tell you guys from a guy's perspective who has custody of the kids that, and by the way, one of my kids is on Medicaid because he has autism. And so, yeah, they will look for her, from what I've been told, once they start having to pay. Yeah. It's a tough situation. Thanks for the call, Daryl. Appreciate it. No problem. I would definitely like to hear of a woman being forced to pay child support. I don't like the word force, and I don't like the whole aspect of it. I would just be surprised to find that the any government within the United States said to a woman, yeah, you have to pay for these kids. I'm pretty sure it must have happened at some point. I'm sure oh, yeah, there, it has, There too. are women who have had to pay child support. Yeah, there's just it's probably rare. vanishingly rare. I mean, because if a woman doesn't want a kid, she kind of, you know... She could take care of that. She could take care of that before it becomes an issue. Right. The, in multiple ways. Now... But I've seen a lot of instances where guys, um, you know, are just basically like, I don't want to have this kid. And the, they sign some piece of paper that says that they don't have to have child support, but they also have no say in that kid's life. Like if you put a child up for adoption, can you end up on the hook for child support? No, but in some states, they that child will still be a forced heir of yours. There are some weird circumstances surrounding heredity and, and those sorts of things. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the answer is generally no. Because, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's like, essentially yeah, they, what this woman did. Like the adopted parents can't sue you for child support. Like that's not going to happen. Then how come he can sue her for child support? Well, she didn't sign a piece of paper giving up all rights. Just okay. made him the custodial parent. True. And so she's got a say in how the kid's life goes. Of course, she's a mess and he can't get a hold of her. I mean, th- there's there's one clue that she's a mess. Um, you know, that she lost her kids. There's another clue, a big glaring one with like red flags flipping around on the top of it. So 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. 
There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale, totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Aria. And Melanie. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Got a story here we're reading about the Bureau of Land Management telling the Burning Man that it's got to abide by some certain rules or whatever, and Burning Man didn't like it. So let's go to the phones, though. We got uh, Sarah calling in from... New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Uh, today is a Work Phone Safety Awareness Day. Work Safety Awareness Day. Yeah, Work Phone Safety Awareness Day. In other words, uh, here in New Mexico, the speeders have run over like 700 um, road workers last year. Wait, the, the theaters? What did you say? Speeders. Oh, speeders. 700. Okay. I I just can't believe that number, Sarah. Seven hundred road workers were run over in the state of New Mexico last year. Yeah, and only only four of them were killed, and then eighty were severely injured. Okay, but they were seven hundred of them were hit. I, by hit? Do you mean like buffeted by winds as they went by, or do you mean? You're like bumped by a slow car. I mean, exactly. What are we talking about here? Well, I think uh, they were bumped by speeding cars. Why would they get bumped by a slow car? Because if you get bumped by a speeding speeding car, you're more likely to be dead. Well, four of them are dead. Um, I mean, I mean, it was just announced really, really quickly this morning on the radio. So that I just that's what I was that's uh, that's what I caught. You know about. But four of them are killed, and 80 of them were uh, severely injured, and then uh, 700 were... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense because 800 pedestrians were struck by cars, and so 400 work zone workers were struck by cars. So I, don't, I have no idea how that really lines up. What, do you, what, do you think but, we should, what conclusions do you think we should draw from this, uh, Sarah? Well, the... I mean... You know, the conclusion is like, I, I have no idea. You know, it's like, I, I you know, maybe self-driving cars, maybe. Oh, you I, know, I, I think most people are looking forward to that. Well, I mean, there have also been reports of self-driving cars hitting pedestrians. Well, at least one. Yeah. That again, it was, well, was somebody talking. running from one homeless camp to another across an interstate uh, exit, but all right. Yeah, that's not very well, smart. I I was told that here's one solution is that, uh, that they're making cars with a speed limit now. Like, which is, like a which governor? Is, uh, in other words, governor. So I think it's the maximum, the maximum speed uh-huh. is like maybe 70 miles. That's all they could do. Right, but if I you're doing 70 in a populated area, that's still a problem. That doesn't really solve anything. 
Also, uh, 70 miles an hour is the speed limit in some places in the United States. So that means you, you know, if you're going 70, you can't speed up to get past somebody or, you know, out of the way or, or th- these kind of things. I mean, you'd, you'd want to have some amount higher than that. Yeah, the speed limit is also higher in much of the Midwest. I think in New Mexico, most of the interstates have a 75 mile per hour speed limit. Oh, I don't know. I think it, I don't think it goes above 70. There's one place where it's 80 because I know somebody who like okay. went on vacation there. Yeah, on and- my drive from Mississippi to New to Vegas, there were plenty of stretches that were 75 miles per hour. Okay. Well, I'll stand corrected. Here's the thing. Why did they make this, the car I, it's a 110 miles? You could go as high, high as 110 miles. And all the speed limit is like 65. Yeah, so that's not how engines work, though. It's not like you're programming a computer and you set a limit. You create an engine and the engine has a capacity. You would have to go in and add in software and things to break it to have a a hard limit on the engine's capacity. Well, well that's, that's exactly what I'm saying, is that they're going to they're put, like, the software and design where the, the maximum speed that you could do is 75, like I, like I said. Well, yeah, I mean, but, that, but that's, that's why. Like, cars are older than this tech, so that's why cars could do 110, 120, 1, whatever. It says here USA Today reports that uh, Texas's uh, top speed limit is 85 miles per hour. It's the highest in the U.S. Um, let's see. Uh, the average is 78.3. I don't know, for all three types of roadways, whatever that means. So people will have to jailbreak cars, essentially. And they will. Yeah, and they will. I will. Right. That doesn't sound safe. I, I, I don't like my hardware being intentionally limited by software. Right. I mean, sometimes, so you wouldn't let the police cars be limited by the software, right, Sarah? Well, I mean, I mean, their their cars should have an exemption. But you know what I would like is I would you know like sometimes police uh, aren't aren't paying attention. They have a laptop sitting in their passenger seat in many cases, and there's a lot of stories out there. So many, I don't even bother reading them anymore. Of people who are killed, injured by police officers who aren't paying attention and going too fast in a given zone. But you know, you know what I would like is I would like an automatic adjusted self um, speed control. In other words, like the moment it enters an automatic speed zone, the computers would talk to the the road computers that would automatically just adjust it automatically. Yeah, I think that's probably going to happen with uh, these self-driving cars. Yeah, that sounds incredibly dangerous. I don't think that that tech... It would, it, I don't think that we're... But I'll say this, Sarah. I think most speed limits are set artificially low and that once you have self-driving cars, they'll probably go faster. And there will be some deaths because people should stay the heck out of the road. I mean, the roads are for cars, not for people. Obviously, you have to cross them or whatever. But you know, you should shouldn't be you should be taking it very seriously when you're crossing the path of a three thousand pound death machine. I mean, well, well, I'm talking about road workers. They're working a job. Hey, I'm a and firefighter. They're, I'm they're telling they're you, I am one of those road workers, Sarah. And. Well, Today is the road worker safety awareness day. That's okay. what I'm talking about. I hear you. So uh, and road workers should be, they should pay attention. But it sounds like they're doing okay out there. I mean, the, 700 people no, hit by no they didn't. <laughs> no, the they just didn't. Okay. They just didn't. 700 people just did not get hit by cars. No, I'm sorry. 700 road workers in New Mexico did not get hit by cars. I looked. It's I just, didn't find any it's a bad stats number. on it. I'm sorry. Thanks it for the call. It might be seven. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free.
So is there anything more to this Bureau of Land Management story and um, uh, uh, not particularly and Burning uh, Man? Well, basically? the Burning Man people say that, you know, some of the proposals are in direct conflict. And these proposals are maintain the roads, put some trash dumpsters in town, not at the event. Um, what There's else? Something about the light pollution. Yeah. Light pollution. OK. Yeah. That's a real problem. It is. I, I actually have strong opinions about light pollution, but uh, they say it will come. Uh, conflict with their community's core principles paying for the roads is conflicting with their community's core principles yeah. that's what they're alleging <laughs> and that it would forever negatively alter the fabric of the burning man event if not outright kill it well like the government's gonna be concerned whether or not the burning man event is killed oh no where are the drug adult hippies gonna congregate <laughs> right. what, do, what do we do um, I think that Burning Man should exist, but Burning Man, uh, yeah, Burning Man has a fundamental philosophical problem, and that philosophical problem is is it's uh, it did not initially eschew government. I yeah. mean, if you didn't think at some point your drug party in the desert <laughs> with tens of thousands, then perhaps hundreds of thousands. I don't even know the numbers at this point of people. Looks like about 80,000. Okay, tens of thousands of people wasn't going to get the attention at some point or another of the police and uh, varying types. And you're having it on what the government considers to be their property. Right. So you're not even hiding. Right. It's like they've just thrown up their hands and said, I don't know what we're going to do. Go put your party on private land. That's what you're going to do. It's an easy solution to this. Stop dealing with the Bureau of Land Management. The Bureau of Land Management is the one that only has a finger over them, only has their thumb over them, because they have it on their land. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, private property would help. Certainly would have been helpful. They might still charge you for it, though. It could be. There could be some issues. Absolutely. They're going to they're demand some kind of license. You know, The number... 855-450-3733. What do you think about this uh, this issue? 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in and talk about what you want. It's Mark with you. Are you? And Melanie. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. Freedom Fest's theme this year is the Wild West. Liberty and opportunity or lawlessness and violence. Penn Gillette, Candace Owens, John Mackey, Kevin O'Leary and Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank, Stephen Moore, newly appointed Fed board member Grover Norquist, libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchist capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTLEB and you get a discount of like 50 bucks. Plus at freedomfest.com slash FTL, you get Five of the best speeches from last year. So you can taste test this. You can, you can test drive uh, Freedom Fest. Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, John Mackey, all for free. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com. 
com slash FTL. Let's go to the phones. We've got uh, Jay calling in, probably from New Hampshire. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we got you. All right, cool. Hey, I wanted to comment. Uh, Aria had mentioned uh, that uh, I, will, I would jailbreak a car if it came down to that. Well, for years now, we've so had So define jailbreaking. Uh, Okay, well, we in, in, in the automotive industry, they call it chipping or tuning. Okay. Right? Like, I, and when Daria says jailbreak, like you buy a phone and you want to jailbreak it so you can use it on any carrier or whatever, is, uh, I assume is what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for example, there's a company called Power Hungry Performance. Uh, it's a nice mom-and-pop operation. And what these guys have been doing for about a decade, or actually longer than that, almost 20 years, they've been... Um, basically making these chips that you plug into the computer of uh, like a Ford Power Stroke diesel pickup truck from like 1994 to pretty much present day. And simply by plugging these chips in, and it comes with a, a five or six position uh, switch. I used to um, actually uh, buy these things, buy, the, buy a dozen of them at a time, and I had the computer program to, to burn the chips. And we could take a truck that was like 200 horsepower and make it like, 350, 400 horsepower just by plugging his chip into it. And that doesn't shorten the uh, life of the engine at all? Well, so not really with the diesel engine, not so much. Right. Um, this is, you know, the diesel pickup truck has become a modern-day muscle car. Uh, you can literally buy, like, a 2006 Chevy diesel and buy a $600 tuner for it, and you will have a 650-horsepower truck that will run, like, a 12-second quarter mile. Um the diesel, the turbo diesel engine. Isn't 12 seconds pretty are, awful? I mean, I mean, uh, I guess you wouldn't take a truck to run a quarter mile fast. anyway. What's that? It, you, that? That's in four-wheel drive. That is insanely fast for a, you know, a 7, truck in four-wheel. Truck to go 12 seconds. Okay. Yes. You can't do it in two-wheel drive. And when these guys launch at the drag strip, sometimes they grenade the transfer cases. Uh, they're making just what does insane that mean? power. It doesn't sound good. Grenade is <laughs> like the, the, trans, the transfer case make, is what sh- makes the puts power to the front axle and the rear axle, and by grenading it, just all the gears just shoot out on the ground. Plunk. Good God. <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, but no, so you could, I used to build these chips with valet settings for some people, and so what they would do is they would set the valet setting, which was like, if the valet is going to park your car, you can put it on a position where it'll only go 35 miles an hour okay. or whatever you want to set it at. Got it. The other thing you could do is, is a, is a governor. It's most, most like, like if truck I'm driving right now is governed at 96 miles an hour. But if I put a chip in it, it would, it can do about 125. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's just a simple program to limit these things to whatever you want. Uh, when I was in Colorado, we um, actually had somebody semis that would run almost a hundred miles an hour. And my stepfather had me govern a couple of them to 62 uh, that guys were driving, and they weren't running down the highway. They were running, you know, secondary roads where the speed limit was like 65. Yep. But, um, like, J.B. Hunt and Schneider, these big trucking companies, they set up their trucks so it'll only go 62 miles an hour because when you start going over 62 miles an hour with a big semi, the efficiency of having to move all that wind out of the air starts to really – you know, reduce versus time. They got to calculate it. That's yeah. why you see a lot of semis going down the road, sixty-two miles an hour. Because I do notice that calculated. It does seem to be a magic number. That's where. You, so that eighty thousand pound semi, some of them will get like 
10 miles to the gallon going 62, but if you go 70 with them, now you're going to get seven and a half miles to the gallon, which is, you know, that's 30% increase in fuel cost. Yeah, some jerk and, with a calculator figured out it was a better uh, a better system, so they uh, they put the governor on at the right speed. Huh, cool. So the, and so the drivers hate it because they get paid by the mile, but, you know, when you're a trucking company that has, you know, 2,000 or 5,000 trucks, I mean, that turns into millions of dollars every quarter. So um, I thought the like the so yeah. I would thought would have thought that the JB Hunt and you know the 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 company drivers would have gotten paid by something besides the mile. I would have thought they got paid by you know whatever the job was. No. Well, it's all different. But 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 a lot, when you you walk into truck stop, you'll see you get paid forty five cents a mile. Yep. You know, um, to, to drive some or whatever. You know, but a lot of the guys I've talked to over the years are like, well, you know, we hate driving these slow trucks because we get paid by the mile, and then. But if, like, they got to drive, like, New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut, New England, you know, they get paid, like, a little better because you can't run the speed limit, you know, right. with all the congestion on the road and stuff. Right. These are all different scales, obviously. The, obviously, the market forces, you know, you know, reflect what guys are getting paid because, you know, if they don't get paid enough, they just quit. Thanks uh, for the call, Jay. I appreciate it. Yes. 855-450-3733. Let's go to Caleb calling in from Iowa. Caleb, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, so I'm uh, calling in about the roads and the Bureau of Land Management wanting to pay maintenance. Yeah. And uh, I I do, uh, I'm an engineer, and uh, as far as wanting the, the people to pay for damage to the roads, uh, there's what's called an easel, which is an equivalent single axle load. And okay. That's based on an 18,000-pound axle. For a semi. Okay, and so that's a when you compare right. So they're talking about a semi axle at that point. When you compare, say, a car axle to it, right. So everything is based off of this equivalent single axle load, and uh, when you look at the damage caused by a semi compared to a car, uh, it damages on a scale that goes by a, uh, a magnitude order of four or a power of four. Excuse me. So for a road for a, a car to cause damage to a road, it would take thousands of cars to equate to the damage of a semi. So and the ruts on the roads that uh, we were discussing earlier are more than likely caused by semis and not ordinary travelers. Right. Interesting. And that's what, if you look, uh, if you go in and you uh, register a vehicle and whatnot, a lot of times there's a weight associated with that, yep. um, depending on what's stated in. Uh, so therefore, your registration fee is going to partially be dependent on that weight. So that's kind of how they, uh, kind of how the state goes and tries to account for that. Uh, however, there's uh, sheer volume of cars. You know, they're going to charge more for the cars because they'll get more money out of just sheer volume than. Sure, they got people they uh, can charging. they can charge with uh, with it. Um, let me ask you this: So when you're talking about a uh, road say this this sounds like it's in the it's the black rock desert is where they have burning man and that's the road we're talking about the county road that leads out to it in uh, an environment like that if there's semis going down that road and it's likely there's not very many but you know, there's probably some but there's not very many because there's probably not a very large population yep. is it more likely that it's just age and weather that's causing the problems with the road as opposed to even semis even just usage so uh, in pavement design, you look at uh, weather and then the temperature swings. So 
uh, in the desert, it gets hot, and then it gets cold very fast. Okay. Uh, re- relative to other parts of the state, just because you don't have anything that holds the heat or holds the, the, the coolness in. Right. So you get large temperature swings very fast, and uh, it, it's generally assumed that uh, half the damage caused to a road is based on weather. The other half is caused by use. Yeah, so by people driving on it, and then uh, the causes of damage caused by driving is largely semis as opposed to cars. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Caleb, thank you for the call. We appreciate having uh, an expert call in rather than us just wildly yeah, us speculating. Yeah, discussing isn't really useful. Yeah, appreciate that. Smartest listeners yep. in the world. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. This is Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends. I've run websites since 1996 and have used over a dozen web hosts in that time. AgoristHosting.com is the only one that hasn't broken my heart. Agrist Hosting's uptime and service is stellar, and their DDoS mitigation is the best I've seen. That's important because if you tell the truth in this world, you'll ruffle feathers. And some people will try dirty tricks to silence your voice. No matter what the haters hit us with, Agorist Hosting keeps our websites online. If you have a mission-critical commercial presence or a world-changing activism site, you cannot tolerate any skullduggery. So go with agoristhosting.com. Have a WordPress or blog site, but you're not satisfied with performance or uptime? Or just want raw hosting? Want to pay with Bitcoin? Agris Hosting specializes in high-performance hosting with personalized service. Go to agoristhosting.com and click on the button that says Get Hosted. That's agoristhosting.com. Kicking off the third hour of Free Talk Live, it's Mark with you, Aria, and Melanie. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. You are free to call in and talk live here on Free Talk Live. The number is 855-450-3733. Let's get right to the phone calls. We've got them. I'm going to go just guess a name here. Reveler in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes, hello, everybody. Reviler, good to see you all, especially Arya the Mutilator. My uh, subject hello, is Rev. why should we not why <laughs> should we not celebrate the deaths and, and maimings of police when they work against their fellow man unjustifiably so often? Oh, I think we should. I don't think we should at all. I think it's a terrible oh, idea. Good. So why uh, me? I have to defend it before. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, I suppose I'm defending. Uh, so, exactly what am I defending? The I, the notion of saying something. I, I would mostly just not talk about it at all. To be fair, I do think it makes more sense for me to go first because then Mark has something to def- like. I'm kind of the one with the positive proposition. Yeah. So I'm kind of the one with the burden of proof here. All right, counselor. Um. So, if there is a cop, then he's going around aggressing against people. Some do it more than others. Some do it to more, you know, degree than others. On one extreme, they throw grenades on the babies. And on the other extreme, they rob people 20 times a month, 10 times a month, whatever their quota is, and just have that really annoying, you know. speeding tickets. 
yeah, or, or for whatever, for people who maybe aren't even speeding because they write all their tickets on the last day of the month, like most cops, you know, the, the death by a thousand paperclips kind of deal. And so they can't do that if they're dead. <laughs> and so what you're celebrating is bad. the the lessening of an aggression. Now, there's still, you know, humongous. In, it's just a job opening. Multiple. It's going to take them a long time to fill it. Then they got to train the guy. It's not going to take a long time to fill it. And how long does it take to teach somebody how to write a speeding ticket? I don't know. Not long. It shouldn't take long, but we're talking about government bureaucracy, though. <laughs> so if he's dead, he's not out aggressing against people, especially if he's somebody who is more on the throw grenades on babies into the spectrum. Also, every time that happens, if, you know, cashiers at the dollar store got killed on a regular basis, people would think twice about applying to the dollar store. Now, Cashiers at the dollar store don't have it coming, but there would be that determent. So the more often it happens, the more people are deterred from taking these jobs. I like this lady a lot more now. Oh, I like <laughs> I like this subject. A I lot talk about less. this all the time. I don't. Okay. So here, let me defend, if I may. Um, police officers, like many government workers, do a uh, a job that would otherwise exist in the marketplace, right? So they provide security services of some sort. Admittedly, they're not fund- funded the way I want them to. Yes, laws as they are written today are written by a bunch of liars and thieves. In many cases, the police officers, uh, that's not their particular problem um so uh, you know they they provide services that we need do we need as many of them that we as we have i tend to think not but i would stop the drug war i wouldn't put um non-violent offenders in prison unless they kept doing the same offense over and over again i wouldn't uh you know i wouldn't use police in lots of ways that they are currently used but it's unsurprising to me that this because uh, government grows thus Police departments grow. Yes, they're costly. And yes, we could probably find technological solutions like speeding cameras and red light cameras to solve a lot of the tasks that people say, oh, without police officers, what would we do? Um, I think speeding cameras would probably solve a lot of that and that you could, you know, people with cell phones could call in a really reckless driver or something that a lot of these things could be handled. Nonetheless, uh, these people hold a status of uh, heroics. Uh, heroic status in our society and if we are going to we uh, libertarians are going to uh, you know present our ideas from the mainstream we probably should present the ideas that are most palatable not the least palatable ones so uh, we should keep uh, you know the celebration of the death of bureaucrats and politicians to a minimum and not mention the heroin vending machines uh, those are my theories well, I mean, for the most part i'm actually with melanie um cops are aggressors and should not exist but i don't want to rejoice in their deaths because i'm an advocate of redemption and i think that once they die they lose the ability to redeem themselves well, and yeah, that, to me, is the tragedy. So how they commit... Well, let Reveler, let Reveler jump in here, and then please, let's retire this thing. Go ahead, Reveler. Reviler. Reviler. But Reviler. Thank you. I know there are other people on the phone. But yeah, basically, like, a lot of this is just, look, it's kind of a desire for general human compassion, especially in the Western world, right? You don't... The idea of celebrating somebody's death is sadistic, horrific, evil, and unconscionable until it's somebody you hate. Because even the nicest, sweetest, little girl or whoever, right, 
have somebody that they hate, whether it's Hitler, whether it's Stalin, whether it's some child rapist piece of garbage that they'd like to see flayed alive. I don't Why hate not anyone. a whole cop? Really quickly, I'm a cross between a libertarian and a fascist, as Aria knows, and she does an excellent job at her show called A Freedom Before Your Show. But she knows my issue with the police is this. They do some amount of good, kind of like you said, Mark, but they also do all these other things. I don't care about the freedom of people. I care about the freedom of my people, which is primarily European people. I'm a racist. I'm an anti-Semite, but I don't hate all of anybody. I'm a sectarian monarchist. So cops are buttholes because some kid that has mushrooms or marijuana or something, he's required to put in a cage like an animal, right? So he's aggressing against him. Meanwhile, low IQ scum and all these inner cities and so forth can do what they please and be protected. That's my my. issue with them. Well, all I can say to that is, oh my God. Thanks for the call, Rev. 855-450-3733. There you go, ladies. That's your side. David. That's not my well, side. That's, no, that's he's a half libertarian, half fascist, whatever the hell that even means. He what might just be confused or in the middle of something? a conversion okay. or something. Well, right. he's more libertine than libertarian. That that might be. I don't I don't know the guy. I just know he just announced he was a fascist on the radio. I mean, because what Mark was describing <laughs> is not what a cop is. Like my problem with cops is not they take tax money. I'm not, I don't celebrate the deaths of librarians and mailmen. They take tax money too. I largely don't care. Do I have a philosophical problem with it? Yeah, but I, I just really don't care. Mailmen aren't going around shooting people. And mace a few dogs. You don't like dogs that much either, so go ahead. Dogs, are, I, it's not a common thing. Like you, I would imagine that if you go around as a mailman macing dogs, you would get in trouble. Probably. Whereas if you go around as a cop shooting people, not so much. So the problem is the, jo- the job description of aggression. Yes, there would be security forces in a free market, but a cop is the farthest thing. It's like the opposite of it's an anti-security force. It destroys security where it already is and doesn't really provide You're any You're talking elsewhere. about net security. So, um, you know, I mean, to some extent police provide some level of security and i mean if if your house gets broken into it's the police you have to call and it's because the insurance company wants the report or whatever yeah, in not some cases do anything about it they're going to write about it i mean i can blog about it myself you know in, like. in some cases <laughs> they will do something about it at some point they'll arrest a guy and he may confess to a whole bunch of burglaries in the area or you know you know something i think more often than not they don't the report just gets filed away and that's the end of it I think in most cases. I was in prison with some burglars, and usually what the cops do is come in and say, all right, this is where you live. This is where your burglaries occurred. This is where a whole bunch of other burglaries occurred. They're in this sphere. These are your burglaries, aren't they? Don't make me go and look for some fingerprints or whatever, because we'll pin these on you. Um, So you confess to this 150 burglaries here. We'll give you, you know three to five, whatever it is that they uh, they say they're going to give, which is the same amount they would have gotten if they'd have done 25 burglaries. Oh, yeah, and because cops can't make plea deals, that would be something only a prosecutor could say with any kind of authority or accuracy. Yeah, they kind of work together Yeah, to get uh, you know to get their confessions. They work together to, to lie to suspects, but yeah. Well, there you go. The number, 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. You can call in with your opinion. I'm sure some of you have it. 
It's Free Talk Live. You're welcome to call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Are you? And Melanie. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything Bitcoin related. With the surge in Bitcoin pricing going on right now over the last couple of weeks, lots of people are expecting, experts, people are predicting. I don't know. I'm predicting, but, uh, you know, I don't go on these limbs too much. Uh, I realize that I'm fallible and I make mistakes, but I do expect to see a rise in Bitcoin price, significant rise, a rise worth paying attention to, certainly over 20% in the next two months. What's going to get you that kind of return? Not very much. But uh, you probably should find out more about this interesting asset class at Bitcoin.com. It can help you choose a Bitcoin wallet. It can help you buy Bitcoin. It can show you where to spend your Bitcoin uh, they can even they've even got games you can go play with your Bitcoin. You can get free Bitcoin over at Bitcoin.com. You just go to free.bitcoin.com if you want free Bitcoins. You want games, games.bitcoin.com. The latest news, engage with the community at their forum. It's Bitcoin.com. And I think you're gonna be hearing a lot about Bitcoin here in the near future. Again, it's another rise. It's a rise of the 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 many times dead asset class, Bitcoin. Go to Bitcoin.com. Let's go to Thunder calling in from Arizona. Thunder, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you? All's well. What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is 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 what y'all think about about this. The cops have to have their own flag now. I don't get that part. It's disgusting and repulsive that they would take our American flag that stands for everything we are, that many people shed their blood for, and disgrace our American flag and put their own colors on it to represent themselves. Why can't they have some creativity and come up with their own flag if they want to have a flag? Why do they gotta why do they why do they gotta desecrate on ours? I think that a lot of people feel like you do. Um I I'm of the opinion that that is a well, you know, the flag's got a whole set of rules around it. Right. Um, now, I'm not saying that those rules necessarily have any weight in my mind, but um, they should to people who like cops and firefighters. Firefighters have their own flag too, mind you. They do the uh, basically the same thing with a red red stripe. Yeah, they they have exactly. They have the red stripe instead of the black and blue one. Do you get upset when people I like use American flag napkins it, and things like that? It makes yeah, it, yeah. I do. It, yeah. It, Why? I don't think. Uh, because I just don't think it's all oh, you mean like like for Fourth uh, of July parties and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm all cool with that because it, it has our colors on it. it well, has our, that uh, seems more disrespectful to, to me. Like shit. I'm going to wipe this barbecue and cupcake on the flag versus I'm going to tweak it and make it more like me. I mean, that's I don't care about either one of them, but that like one of those just seems inherently more disrespectful. I'm than the offended other. if it's bad barbecue. Yeah, right. Being from Memphis, <laughs> as am I. <laughs> right. I mean, there's yeah, a lot right. of bad barbecue in this world. Yeah, but hey, I'm out in Lake Havasu, Arizona right now with most of you Minnesotan home peoples over there where they come for the winter months and uh-huh. uh, camp, camp out around here. 97 degrees today, sitting on the lake. And My goodness. Oh, you'd be loving it. 
Well, I don't know. 97 seems hot, but it's, out there, it's 97 isn't as hot as it is in Florida. 97 and hot in, in Florida is, is stifling, but um, in the desert, when it's nice and dry, it doesn't it doesn't hit you as hard. You probably should wear sunscreen, though. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for the call, well, it was Thunder. Nice talking to you. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Peace yep. out. So what do you think about what do you guys think about the uh, the flags themselves these police flags with the sh- blue stripe on them or the firefighter <laughs> flags with the blue stripe I mean I You haven't seen my um I care exactly that zero. sort of went viral on Facebook uh, I don't know So it was back when I was still on grinder right and this guy messaged me um saying I don't remember exactly what he said but he ended up having a thin blue line flag behind him So I responded to him no thanks I'm not into subs meaning <laughs> yeah see meaning submissive uh-huh. people because that's what it is to me. Uh, the flag is a total joke. It's a bootlicker flag. But to me, uh, it's not because they desecrated the American flag or anything like that. It's just stupid. It, it's it's a gang emblem. I think it sort of came out at the time when uh, Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee during the uh, the Super Bowl thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was intended to catch that wave. And there are folks like Thunder here that are definitely offended by it. So it kind of split the, I'm not saying it split it in half, but it split the the folks that agree and disagree. And it left a lot of Americans feeling like this is a, look, I, look, I, I don't have to agree or disagree. It left a lot of Americans feeling like it was an anti-black flag too. Um, by anti-black, I mean anti-black American, African-American. That's a that's a terminology people will understand. Um, I don't use it. I don't like it. But I like I like the term black. It's just easier for me. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, I but the guy, uh, my best friend, I uh, was a best man at his wedding. He's black, and his brother-in-law put up this flag at their place. They they live on a ranch and have several houses there. And A police flag? Yes. I think he just got it in the mail or something. And, oh, yeah, we like police or whatever. But, but you just get flags in the mail? It's a thing? I didn't know you just... I think that's what they did. Well, they probably donate to the, like, the local oh, okay. you know, yeah. uh, police union or something. They called me today. I hung up on them. And... Uh, so my friend Julian, he's he's a little offended by this flag that goes up, and he has it taken down, and uh, you know whatever. But I'm just saying there are people in America that feel this way. So um, consider that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, first of all, I think at Burning Man, there's lots of heavy RVs that go in there. Oh yeah, take RVs. Yeah. And um, they probably can't find uh, too many dry lake beds that are private land to, to use. They kind of need that dry lake bed to do the, the style they like to do. Well, they can't find the you know private land that meets those qualifications because the federal government confiscated and took ownership took using off. guns of all of the land out there. Why couldn't they just use right, right. land that wasn't a, a dry lake bed? Pardon? Why couldn't they use land that was wasn't a dry well, lake bed? Dry, well, the dry lake bed is it's uh, perfectly flat. You know, it's perfectly level and smooth, and you can drive everywhere without any, not even a single stone. You know, no obstacle. So it's kind of it's kind what of about of the, the salt deal. flats? I've heard of this place. Uh, cars go out there and uh, get their top yeah, speeds. Yeah, Bonneville salt flats. Yeah, Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah, they can they could do that too. But then you're it's that's not private land either. Is that I don't believe government land too. I'm sure it's probably BLM, just like the other. It's a big but, nation. Um, they may have to come up with yeah. some uh, solutions. Yeah. And, Sarah, there were 700 incidents. Not uh, So whatever an incident is, when there's a work zone and, and uh, vehicles driving through it, there were 700 in- incidents, 80 injuries, and 
four fatalities in in that time period. That's regarding but, um, uh, flagger uh, people in New Mexico that do the flagging work. Um, so there were seven hundred incidents. Yeah, I who knows what an incident it, means? Just somebody rolling through, not paying attention. Who knows what that could possibly mean? It's uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't just flagging. It was, it was the entirety of work zones, not just flagging, not just flaggers. But anyway, the um, Mark you had said uh, that uh, guys, one of the areas that guys just get. Uh, changed on regarding child support and other custody issues. Yeah, David, I want to talk to you about that here in just one second if you hold the line. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Or you can use the Discord line. It's at discord.freetalklive.com. Did you know you can legally exit the U.S. federal income tax system? Well, it's true. And thousands of American nationals are doing it. The 16th Amendment and the Internal Revenue Code are legal, but only in a limited jurisdiction. This is the basis behind the voluntary nature of the income tax. Learn the exit strategy provided by Congress. Find out more by visiting WeissParis.com and watch our numerous videos. That's W-E-I-S-S-Paris.com. Talk live. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's Mark with you, Aria, and Melanie. And we were talking in the previous, uh, well, earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, you know some of the the issues uh, surrounding family court and the ways that uh, guys don't do so well at the end of it all. I. Don't know that I think that there's that many commiserate, uh, commensurate, uh, you know, problems for women in divorce. Although, you know, if you listen to stories, I'm sure some of them have the, uh, you know, complaints or whatever. But usually the complaints come with how he behaved inside the marriage as opposed to, um, you know, what the, the ruling itself and how they got uh, screwed out of things. I don't know. That's, uh, to how I view it, but uh, David wants to talk about that here in just a moment. I want to tell you about ForkFest 2019. You should start planning now to, at, uh, to attend. You can join liberty-minded uh, voluntarists, anarchists, libertarians from June the 13th to June the 18th for ForkFest 2019 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. I'll be there with Free Talk Live. Ian will also. It'll be a lot of fun. Ladies, are you coming to ForkFest? I'll be there for Pork Fest, but not Pork, pork Fest. Fest. Not going to make Pork Fest. Yeah, I'm not camping when I'm seven months pregnant. Congratulations. Pork Fest is a fork of other camping parties in the woods. That's Pork Fest, uh, Aria just mentioned. Uh, you're invited to come create whatever experience you'd like others to have um, or just camp. Porkfest is decentralized, which means no one's in charge. So it's up to you to create whatever happens. Or you can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty Lovers. More information and connect with uh, the folks that are putting it all together for uh, f- the unofficial Telegram chat and the ForkFest forum. Visit ForkFest.party. It's ForkFest.party. Back to David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're back on Free Talk Live. Yeah, uh, commenting on the things I heard you say when you're talking about that, um, The when you say that the men getting shortchanged, um, I, th- I thought we were supposed to be equal. I thought, you know, equal rights for men, women, black, white, et cetera, et cetera. So if apparently we're not equal, as this seems to be the case, for instance, um, uh, when uh, somebody gets pregnant and there's a baby created and the baby pops out, 
I don't, I don't recall hearing the people in the hospital standing around saying, okay, now, so who'd like to take the baby home and who'd like to pay? They just, it's same with the court and same with the just general consensus in the population. People don't, the program do automatically assume that the woman's going to take the baby home. You know, why, why is that? Probably you know, because maternity is easier to figure out than paternity. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, in, in this in this uh, big bad world where we're compassionate and sensitive and all that, and we have a Fourteenth Amendment, and for the last you know for the entirety of my life, there has been this ongoing argument about equality for you know between sexes, genders, races, religions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, where's there seems to be an inequality here if we're if we're starting with the presumption. Uh, you know, uh, that the child's going to be born and it's going to go home with the woman. I think that's you know kind of a blatant 14, 14th Amendment violation right there. Well, um, and, the women, there there is certainly an inequality to it because the women have a biological thing feature called a womb that allows them to carry that child for nine months. Uh, the reason it's assumed they're going to take the child home is because they have been keeping that child with them throughout the previous nine months. Right. But my, and my counter argument to that is, okay, so the child pops out uh, and then the next day you walk into a courtroom and the courtroom in the courtroom, they, they, uh, they hit the man with a, uh, what's presumed to be half of the cost of raising the child. So what, you know, if, if the woman's been carrying it for nine months and so therefore she's going to take it home and keep it, why is all of a sudden half of the responsibility uh, of upkeep uh, going to be on the man if the woman is going to take the new car home with her? I yes, um, I don't know this, but I do know that I've met plenty of guys, you know, a small handful. But how many are you going to meet that are going to have a conversation with like this uh, where they don't have to pay, but they also have no rights at all? I don't know how they managed to get that particular arrangement, but it it, it exists. Yeah, well, there's 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 many there's many ways to end up in that situation. It just depends on there's you know there's uh, three, four, half a dozen different variables or or a hundred different variables that that could end up in a situation like that. But uh, to keep the conversation more simple, um, we're talking about the ones that happen more frequently. And so I would say there's an equality issue, you know, because nowhere in the process, in the beginning of the process, you know, like as soon as the woman is pregnant. Uh, the, you know, the court, the court is uh, involving themselves uh, as soon as someone files a petition um, or even if the state files a petition, the court is involving themselves. So why, why isn't the court smart enough to think, aha, there's a pregnancy here, we're going to get involved, so I guess we should get involved now and decide, uh, you know, uh, if the man wants to, do you, do, you know, mister, do, do you want to just write a check or do you want to help care for the baby? No, nobody ever asks that. Well, the, the pregnant why, why woman asks that. Pardon? Say again? The pregnant woman asks that What question. if she doesn't? Oh, do, oh does she? Does <laughs> well, she? That, that's my issue certain... with monogamous relationships, is that things like that are often just implied or just understood rather than actually clearly well, let me, expressed. Let me, let me, let me give a, re- a real-life uh, example. There, there's a first name only. There's a woman named Rachel. And when I was in my 20s, we were uh, hanging out. And uh, um, one day I got a phone call from her. She said she was pregnant. And it's my kid. And she was kind of hostile. And she was seven and a half months pregnant. And, and, and I had a, uh, a plane ticket 
two days later, two days after that phone call, my plane ticket was taking me to Europe to to go live there. So, uh, and and turns out that you know not she she didn't bother to call me and inform me until she was seven and a half months pregnant, and it and it appears, and well, in fact, I know uh, that the only reason that she bothered to inform me then was because the the man was leaning on her because the man was giving her because she was pregnant because I I harmed her. By getting her pregnant, she now had a free house, she had free food, she had a free college education, she had free furniture, she had free health care, she had free child care, or I should say paid for, paid for, paid for. So she was, put free, up, she, was, but, uh, she was put up to make this phone call in order to uh, get you to pay for some of the stuff that she had gotten from the government, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, and, and so the, there's two points there. One, uh, nobody ever even bothered to inform me. Um, and, and forget about me for a second. Um, back to something else you said. Um, I, I disagree with you. I believe that uh, 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 a child has every right in the world to know who their parents are. You know, and, and the, the easiest one to argue is nowadays we have all kinds of, of, of helpful Healthcare that that if a child on has the right health. to know what who their parents are, then I have the right to know who my biological parents are. That's co- co- correct. But I, I, that's, no that's one will I, tell me. That's because they're screwing you. They should tell you. You should have. And actually, at this point in your life, you actually, if you filed a petition in court, they would probably give give you that information. In yeah. This, in no adoptions case. are usually sealed. So they wouldn't usually. give. You- I would argue well, that a child has the right to attempt to find out who their parents are. Well, I would flat out argue that a child has a right to know who their parents are, period, in this day and age, because it's a life or death matter. Because if you have a, if, if there's genetic stuff that could benefit you in a life-saving manner, um, if, if there's the, the possibility of tissue transfers that could save your life, if only you knew where your related siblings and uh, you know mother, father... Wait, wait, so are you uh, saying you have a right to tissue transfers from your relatives did i say that well, well i'm I, asking if you said that because that's the only way that would be relevant like i can know no, where a match is that wrong. doesn't get me the transfer you are you are you are wrong counselor um i and one i didn't say you have the right to those tissues i said you have a right to know where they are so that you could attempt to negotiate some help the person doesn't have any obligation to give you their t- tissues but who knows they might want to help you if only you knew who they were uh, so that you could ask them. And so I think in this day and age that you have the right to, to know those things. Thank you so for making the argument for it, pop- David. I appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Or if you want to sound great, you can uh, use the Discord lines. It's discord.freetalklive.com. You can go there, download the app, uh, call on your phone, and it, the quality is a lot better. Discord.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in here on Free Talk Live. Phones are still open, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Mark with you. Are you? And Melanie. Want to tell, I want to thank Ryan Lang, uh, who is a silver amplifier for ampl- amping Free Talk Live. You go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you too can be an amplifier. We simply ask $5 a month if you listen. If you've listened to the show for, I don't know, six months and a year, especially on the podcast, and 
you like the content, please consider supporting what we do here on Free Talk Live, which is to bring the message of liberty to almost 200 radio stations across the country. Just like Ryan Lang did. Amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Jacob calling in from New Mexico. Jacob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how you doing? All's well. What's on your mind? Response to uh, the police flag. Yes. Uh, I personally don't feel like it's a desecration or uh, an offense to the flag. Um, I drive a semi-truck, and on my truck, I've got the American flag, and uh, right below it, I've got uh, the flag that supports the police and the flag that supports the firefighters. Uh, I suppose if you're going to put it, then if you're going to have them, they should be beneath the flag according to sort of the the flag code, I believe is what it's called. Um, So I I suppose that makes some sense. All right, go ahead. Right. May I ask why? Um. I personally, um, I'm actually from Kentucky. Uh, we had a police officer who got killed. Sure. So that's the main reason why I have it, you know, in support and in, in memory of him. Uh, Would not a in memory the, of sticker be more appropriate? Well, it's my personal opinion. I don't feel sure. like it's a desecration or disrespect to the flag because it's not as if they've taken the true colors replaced one of the red stripes, the flag is grayed out. And I, I personally feel like it's not a big deal. It's First Amendment, you know. If people, people can have flags nowadays, if people can have flags on their shirts and flags on napkins as we mentioned and sandal flags, which is just I've seen, yeah, flag. Interesting. <laughs> sandal flags, that's interesting, right? right? Flip flops that are flags. If you could wear a pair of if you could wear a pair of boxers yep. with an American flag on it. Tommy Hilfiger made some back in the 90s. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, my First Amendment right doesn't mean that because you're offended this, that, whatever. That I'm supposed to care. Uh, you know, <laughs> see a lot of days nowadays people, people lose jobs because they've voiced their opinion. They said something that someone didn't agree with because they're offended. People lose jobs. People get sued and stuff like that it's you know when when did our first amendment rights go away to appease people who feel offended well and i and i first amendment's a funny thing right like the the first amendment only exists on public property really right like so you can say whatever you want on your property and obviously uh, they can't do too much to you other than your employer's got to decide whether or not they want to be with you but the first amendment in your employer doesn't really count to me because uh, for instance, I had a host here on Free Talk Live that liked to go on Twitter and use the N word. I should be able to host. I should be able to fire him. We'll Certainly. See we'll see. We'll... <laughs> Jacob, there's some kind of audio issue. I really do appreciate you calling Thank in you. tonight. Uh, maybe I got you back. Go ahead. Yeah, um, sorry, I've got bad signal. I'm driving to South Dakota right now. Thank you for but, your service. Uh, yeah, that's my opinion right there. So. Um, Thanks I'll go ahead and let you guys go because I don't want to lose signal and cut you guys off. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the call, Jacob. Appreciate it. 855-450-3733. You know, I'm not a big fan of flags generally. Uh, I mean, the, the libertarian crowd tends not to be. 
Yeah, well, probably the worst people to ask. So what do you think about the U.S. flag? Well, he didn't. Jacob did not call in to to ask. Well, right, right, but... I thought it was fun to light a fire and dry hump at Porkfest. (laughs) I mean, I don't even care that enough about it. Like, I have no desire to go desecrate some flags either. It's just kind of... It's at a, a solid zero. Be careful con- desecrating flags. Those things aren't ma- made of actual fabric. That's plastic. And if it drips on you, it's like getting napalm. It's like the, the flag will get you back. Uh, so <laughs> just saying. That is good to know. People who want to yeah. burn flags, whatever you want to do to them, it's, uh, it's, not that, uh, it's not that great. I mean, I respect that the symbol means something to a lot of people, but the symbol to me means nothing. So I have no respect for it whatsoever. And I think with a lot of these people, it's the, the symbol that it's supposed to represent, that it actually doesn't, but that they have convinced themselves that it does. That to, they... to me, the flag, a flag is a war banner. Uh, traditionally, oh, that's what yeah. they were. And I'm a peacenik. I believe that the vast majority of uh, you know the wars that have existed in human history and the ones in U.S. history could have been avoided, and that had they been avoided— America or the world would have been better off that wars are just, you know, they used to be chest beating and now they're uh, basically big corporations figuring out how they're going to use your tax dollars and your children's lives to enrich themselves. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a corporation and, you know, doing all that stuff. No problem with that. Just don't use my tax dollars to get what you want. I'm not saying there doesn't need to be a standing army. Maybe there does. I, I that, That's a completely different argument. However, the standing army has, has been employed throughout U.S. history. I can make an argument against just about every war, but certainly pretty easily about the ones over the course of the last six or seven decades. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, so to me, the flag has become a way of just sort of rubber stamping everything that the liars and thieves in Washington, D.C. do, and that we're not asking enough questions in probably the most important area. War is extraordinarily costly from a uh, debt and tax standpoint. It is costly in the, the, the standpoint of lives. You know, you say you support the troops, but supporting the troops doesn't mean sending them to foreign lands to die for bullcrap. No, and it's really hard to support the war and support the troops at the same time, I I would imagine. It's really hard to not support the war and support the troops, too. So, See, I happen to be for the war, but against the troops. You're for the war and against the troops? That's silly. It was a joke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the least silly option, though, I think. (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) to be against the war and for the troops is nearly impossible. It's like a nearly impossible fence straddling position that, uh, you know, in many cases I'm, I'm forced to take, right? I'm for the troops in so much as... I don't want innocent uh, life wasted. I don't want people sent on dumb missions to do dumb things. Uh, but I don't want people lied to and sold a false bill of goods in so much as they uh, the, the, uh, the Veterans Administration. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> look, the veterans are constantly complaining about how they're not getting taken care of. And yet still, young men and women continue to sign up for the military, presumably well, in, a lot of them have no choice as far as vehicles of lifting themselves out of economic poverty go. They, they feel like they don't. Uh, Th- there we, that's better. I, I mean... Eh, and that's the boot I on realize, their neck that they're enlisting to serve. 
I realize the McDonald's uniform isn't nearly as snazzy as uh, you know a Buck Private's uniform is, but it, I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna die in the dirt in a foreign land for nothing. You're not gonna get some horrifying disease that they don't even figure out what it is all about. Gulf War syndrome is what I'm thinking of here. Um, you're not gonna be put in a situation where they're not gonna take care of you, and. I you know I very much thought about signing up for the military as a young man between the ages of like 17 and 21 I was all for that stuff and certainly would have had circumstances been different but now looking back I caught a kind of wonder how would I have been treated how would I what would I be thinking about this organization that everybody shows so much reverence for and I don't want to conflate the US military and the flag except that everybody who uh, you know, talks great about the flag, conflates the U.S. military and the flag, right? So I don't really know what to do about that. Uh, I mean, you know, the the national anthems, well, I mean, pretty much a war Yeah, cry. it's basically a question of what the flag represents. And in any real sense, what the American flag represents is U.S. imperialism. So, I mean, the two are just sort of tied together whether we, whether we like it or not. Yeah, I mean, it's a gang sign. It represents the United States federal government. Those are all pieces of the United States federal government. You know, maybe you like one piece more than the other, but I don't see how you could argue that it represents anything other than the U.S. I love the uh, Government Accounting Office. Man, I love their reports. They, they're they constantly ripping on the, the government, uh, you know, how much waste they've got. It's a messy, wasteful organization. And the GAO, they know that's true. God bless the GAO. Check us out at freetalklive.com. Get on our Telegram, telegram.freetalklive.com, and... Open up that browser and twitch.freetalk. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. Your amp will directly change more lives by getting Free Talk Live in front of people looking for talk radio online and on the air. You can help by joining the AMP program for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com and getting perks. That's amp.freetalklive.com.